Hello and welcome all to the Mormon Nutritionist. This week we will be talking about being old, being tired, and being hungry. But before we get into that, I just wanted to say General Conference is coming up. And if you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so that you can know whenever a new episode comes out because there might be a surprise podcast coming out this month. Also, if you haven't already, go ahead and put a rating and a review on there. Let me know how you're feeling about the podcast. I'd appreciate any and all feedback. And some other big news is that if you haven't seen it yet, on both Instagram and Facebook, rather than just having the Zach Cordell RDN page, there is now also the Mormon Nutritionist page. This is largely in response to the feedback that I've got. So just wanted to let you guys know that that is available, both Instagram and Facebook, Zach Cordell RDN. Nah, just kidding. Now it is the Mormon Nutritionist. Thank you for all of your support. Hope you enjoy the episode, and we got a lot of cool things coming down the pipeline. Uh, I hear them on it. Yeah, they talking that. They always on that. Ooh, they always on that. They talk. But we grind. Yeah, they talk. I used to be pretty when I was young. Oh yeah, I'm 29. For the 13th time. I don't know why I'm so tired. I eat, but then I just get hungry again. And I'm getting old and I'm just falling apart. This episode is Old, Tired, and Hungry. Y'all are listening to the Mormon Nutritionist. I should say that this podcast is not intended to be individualized medical advice. As always, please consult with a medical professional in your area to make sure that your medical history is taken into account to make sure that you get the best care possible. On this episode of The Mormon Nutritionist, we are going to be talking about age, health, and healing. People often talk about being old, tired, and hungry, like they're all illnesses that we need to overcome. Like it's a problem to be tired, it's a nuisance to be hungry, and it's just plain old wrong to be old. Loser. But let's talk about the <laughs> but let's talk about the health aspect and the importance of all of them. People are always looking for the fountain youth. It used to be that they were looking for it in a location, uh, and they found it, actually. It's in St. Augustine, Florida. But living in Florida, let me tell you that there are a lot of old people in uh, I don't know if they missed the exit or the fountain ran dry, but something happened, and they're still old. And so instead, now people look for the fountain of youth in food. And you can see it how people are trying to sell food and how they use advertising. They say that a lot of foods will be anti-aging. And while that food might have some antioxidants, which can fight free radicals, which otherwise would cause tissue damage that is an effect of old age, that doesn't mean that you don't get old. It's like, oh, well, I eat this blueberry, so I just, I, I'm not going to have my 27th birthday until next year. <laughs> That's how it's going to work out. I'm a goji berry fan, and uh, being the fan of those goji berries, it's really going to knock off those years, so uh, I just get an extra 30. Okay, so while eating fruits and vegetables can be helpful, it doesn't mean that you're not going to get old. It can change how you age, but it's kind of normal to get old. 
And I guess the hope is that most people want to get old. Some people don't. Some people are like, oh, you know what? 40 is good for me. But the only benefit most people see to getting old is that they get to retire and do stuff with their grandkids, you know, feed them cookies and candies, and then just send them home. Some people look forward to going on a senior mission. That's awesome. But the reality is most people look at old people, or even old people look at old people, and they're like, what happened? Have you ever noticed that everybody's definition of of old is different, and as you get older, you're like, oh, I'm not that old. But to someone else, you're ancient. Yeah, so I mean, like, being old is not a problem. Now, just something is a funny little story for you. When I was in seminary, back in my day, when I was in seminary, our teacher, Sister Hyatt, would sing a happy birthday song to you on your birthday because it was your birthday. It wasn't your traditional birthday song, and the only real way to explain it to you is that I'm going to have to sing it. So it went something like this. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Misery and despair. People dying everywhere. But happy birthday. Happy birthday. Sounds real chipper, right? Yeah, so a lot of people think that that's what it's going to be like to be old. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Neither you're older and wiser too, but I wish I didn't have to. You know what I mean? President Hinckley was awesome at this. He even went on the Larry King live show and was asked about having a church led by old people. And he said, yeah, isn't it wonderful? It's great. So President Hinckley was frequently commenting about age and how we should enjoy it. So was his wife. But there's a lot of pressure to look a certain way. And for old people, that pressure is to not look old. For young people, it is to look older. And so I think we're all waiting for that perfect resurrected body where it's like, oh, this is going to be the perfect age. But we don't really know what that age is. Somebody says it's like 26. But then people will probably going to want to trade off ages. Like, well, I'll give you a year if I can have a year. I mean, I would rather be 27 if you want to be 25 because I was pregnant at 25. And uh, I don't want to be stuck being pregnant for eternity. But that's a whole different topic, right? So why are people afraid of being old? One of the big reasons that people are afraid of being old is because if you're old, that means you're going to die. And no one really talks about dying. Everybody talks about how the two greatest fears are the fear of public speaking and the fear of dying. And Satan will always use the tactic of, well, you're going to die if you do this. Um, But in the gospel, if we believe the plan of salvation, then it really doesn't matter if you die, because in 1 Corinthians 15, 55, it says, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Christ overcame death, so why are we afraid of it? Being old, you can do a lot of things. You should be proud of who you are, of what you've accomplished. If you've had children, if you've had a career, if you've done community service, if you've, like, whatever it is you've done, you have earned those years. You do not need to be ashamed of what it is that you have done. Oh, well, I mean, depending on what you've done, maybe. I'm, I'm not a judge. The keeper of the gate is the Holy One of Israel. But, I mean, just saying... Like, the whole purpose of this life is to get experience, and then you get old and you've got experience, and people are like, oh, you shouldn't have had that much experience. So the next part, we already talked about being old. Now we're going to talk about being tired. And this isn't like the, oh, I have kids, and you didn't don't know tired until you have kids. This is just, like, tired. The other thing that my dad taught me is that you can sleep when you're dead. I don't know how many of you guys have heard that before, 
but I don't really know that that's true because when you're on the other side of the veil, I'm pretty sure there's work to do. Am I right? It's kind of normal for your body to be tired. Even on the seventh day, God rested. Pretty sure Moses saw all of God's creation and then he rested. Joseph Smith saw the angel Moroni, then he went to sleep. People sleep. It's normal. So why are people afraid of sleep? Oh, you know, because FOMO, YOLO, uh, all kinds of stuff. FOMO, the fear of missing out, is that if you go to sleep, you're going to miss something and you're going to miss out on the next big thing. Or YOLO, you only live once, so why not just go crazy and do whatever you want? But the reality is you only get one life. A lot of people look at that and they say, well, I don't want to miss out on anything good. This has never been more so than with social media. I mean, being able to continually peer into someone else's life with people around the world being awake at all different times, someone is always there. With 24-hour news, there is always someone telling you what is happening. And the world is speeding up. And new terrorist attacks, new research, new development, news, there's always something to be learning about. Some people don't want to go to sleep because they don't want to miss something, but you kind of need to. Your body has to rejuvenate. It has to be able to heal. And true, we don't really know why we need sleep yet, but we all know that we need it, especially whenever you haven't had it. I mean, ask a parent. They'll tell you they need sleep. And Elder Uchtdorf, uh, one of my favorite talks that he gave, spoke about wearing busyness as a badge of honor. And sometimes we, we pray it that sleep is for the weak and the weary. But just an interesting little tidbit for you, that when you're tired, your brain gives you a couple of options. You can use caffeine, carbs, or a comforter, meaning you can use a stimulant to keep you awake. You could eat carbohydrates like cookies, cakes, chips, popcorn, because those are simple. They break down really fast, and your brain uses carbohydrates or sugar as an energy source. And because your brain needs energy to keep you awake, it's either you you give me something or you go to sleep. And that's the final one. You can either use a stimulant, you can use caffeine, you can use carbohydrates, or you can use a comforter and just let yourself go to sleep. Being old and being tired are not illnesses. They're not something that we should rebuke. They're not products of the devil. They're products of mortality. Okay, And because of that, we need to use those things appropriately, recognize that they're just normal, okay? Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about hunger. And is hunger something that should be cured, or is it something that we can just deal with? And why are people so scared of being hungry? Let's deconstruct some food. So what are we doing? What's going on? Let's look at it. Break, 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 break it down. All right, so let's look at how food would work within our body. In Food Deconstructed. Yeah. So, alcohol. We don't really talk about it much in the Mormon community, and that's okay. Because we got to avoid those uh, those strong drinks, right? But what about whenever we're eating things? Everybody's heard that the alcohol cooks out, right? But does it really? 
the answer might surprise you because in reality it depends on the cooking method and most of the time the alcohol is not ever going to be fully cooked out so this is where it's gonna get a little hairy because it comes down to your personal decision as whether or not you want to include alcohol in your foods but if you are going to cook it at a high heat for a longer period of time for instance two and a half hours three hours three and a half hours at a high heat then yes, it could potentially cook out. But if you are going to saute something in a white wine, then it is not going to cook out within 15 to 30 minutes where it is all the way gone. So I'm sorry to break that little myth for you, and I don't mean to hurt you, but now that you know, you know, and I can't really go back. So we kind of got to step forward from here. So again, this has been Food Deconstructed. Just wanted to put that little myth to rest. So when you go out to your restaurant and you ask that that person at Chuckarama whether or not the alcohol is going to cook out of your bourbon chicken, the answer is not really. Sorry, guys. And I'll include the article in the show notes so you can understand that I'm not just making this up, but I'm really destroying everybody's hopes and dreams just for tips and giggles. All right, well, <laughs> back to the episode. This has been Food Deconstructed. Alright, so welcome back. Yes, we've talked about being old. We've talked about being tired. I've even sang you a song. But now I want to talk about why it is normal to be hungry. Inside our body, we have these things called hormones, okay? And these hormones are going to send out different signals to let you know that you are hungry and that you are full. Our body is meant to use what we've been given, to use what we eat, to nourish your body, and then it's going to get rid of what it doesn't use, but you have to continue to nourish it. It is similar to reading the scriptures, praying, partaking of the sacrament, you know, going to the temple. You have to continually do those things because you need continual nourishment. I think that's the only real way to like truly understand it is that you have to continually nourish your body. So why are people afraid of hunger? Um, In my experience, a lot of people are afraid of hunger because they feel like they're losing control whenever they get hungry. I was listening to another RD talk about, uh, sorry, another dietitian talk about eating disorders where a, a client was anorexic meaning that they strictly control their food and they limit their intake and sometimes to the point where they start to waste away and it can be life-threatening. Now, this patient had anorexia, but she also started to develop bulimia and wanted to be cured of the bulimia, but to keep the anorexic behaviors. So she still wanted to be able to control a lot of things she's putting into her body, but she didn't want to have the binging episodes that would happen. When she was working with the RD, she started to realize that the reason she was having those binging episodes is because her body needed something to eat. Her body was starving and it needed sustenance. Now, we do the same things, maybe on a lesser scale, whenever you eat oatmeal for breakfast and then you have your banana for snack. And then for lunch, you'll have your apple with peanut butter and celery. And then you get home and you just eat everything in the house. And and, uh, some people know exactly what I'm talking about. 
But hunger is a normal thing. It is not the exception. So whenever you have those weight loss drugs, pills, or powders that talk about how, oh, they're not, you won't get hungry after consuming this, typically those things are just going to have fiber and protein. Those are ways to help to manage your hunger, but just know that hunger is normal. Now, I should say, as I've said before, if th- this is not intended to be personal and individualized medical advice. So if you are incredibly hungry and thirsty all the time, it could be a symptom of endocrine disorders. So you might want to follow up with a physician. If it's a hunger that you have never known before, and maybe you're not pregnant, but you have other things that could be going on, you might want to get checked out by a doctor. But in general, hunger is just a normal response to not having eaten in a while. People become fearful of hunger because they are not confident in their ability to make healthy choices when they are hungry. Snickers did an awesome advertisement, and this is like one of the few times you'll hear me praise Snickers or other candy bars. But Snickers did an awesome um, advertisement run where they would give somebody a candy bar and they say, you're not acting like yourself. And then hangry became a thing. And that whenever you are hungry... To the point where you're starving, you don't really care what you eat. You just need to eat food, correct? So this is why I use the hunger satiety scale with a lot of my students and with any of the clients that I work with. Um, if it's something that they need to understand, then, I'll, then I will use this. Uh, I'll include this handout on my website. You can pick it up there uh, from the show notes. But on the scale, you can determine how hungry or full you are. And just if you're listening in right now, it kind of looks like a gas gauge where you're empty or you're full, okay? And you want to be kind of in the middle of that where you're not empty. You don't, you're not on an empty tank, but you're not on a full tank because the empty tank is you're going to eat everything in the house and the full tank is that you already ate everything in the house and you might have had to put your sweatpants on because you're so full that you can't eat anything else. And usually when you're that full side of the scale, you're like, I'm never going to eat again. And then you get back to the empty side of the scale and you just fill the tank again sometimes a little too full. So if you could stay in the middle range, then it's going to be better off. Between the fourth empty and three-fourths full is kind of where you want to go. So here's your next FHE activity. You could reverse the order of your FHE if you want to, have the activity, then the treat, and then the lesson. But depending on when you have your FHE, you could say, all right, so we've already had dinner, we, we're going to start FHE now, so I want to ask on this scale, and like have a little picture with them, say, how hungry are you? And they can give you a number 1 to 10. And then from there, you could say, okay, well, we're going to have a treat. And with your treat, you say that you might be this hungry. Are you, are you hungry enough where you want this, or do you want to save it for later? So from there, you can explain that the body needs food to function. Your body will tell you when you're hungry and... This is what people forget about. Your body will tell you also that you are full, so we need to be able to listen to both of those things. There's actually more hormones that are released by your body to tell you that you are full than there are hormones that tell you that you are hungry, which is ironic because we all like to listen to the one that tells us we're hungry and not listen to the one that tells us that we're full. So coming back, if you look at it, if you see that that hunger scale and you are between the one-fourth empty and three-fourths full, it is easier for you to make a healthy choice than to wait until you are on the E, on that empty, and try to make a healthy choice. 
So hunger shouldn't be something that you're terrified of. It shouldn't be something that you fear, but it should be something that you understand is just a normal body response that you're going to have to eat again. So when you hear those medications, whenever you hear those new supplements that come out and they say, oh, well, I'm not even hungry anymore. Well, that's probably not a good thing. We just need to be able to make good choices when we are hungry. So don't let yourself become starving to the point where you're going to eat everything in the house. But say, okay, so I'm starting to get hungry now, so I probably should make a decision. Same thing happens if you go out to a restaurant and you're sitting there and looking at the menu and you want to know what to order, but you're past the point of thinking. You're just like, I just want everything, so all of it sounds good, so I can't decide. Start to make choices about food before you get to the point where you are starving. You could equate this to the still small voice, right? So your hormones tell you that you are hungry or not. But it's up to you whether or not you're going to listen. The great and spacious donut box and candy drawer or ice cream carton may be there tempting you. But listening to your hunger cues can help you to establish that confidence when you're looking to choose your next meal or a snack or to plan ahead. And in the scriptures, you know, it talks about how God gave us weakness. And hunger isn't necessarily a weakness, but it is there to help us to give us the opportunity to make another choice in the future that would help us to be healthy. So you're not meant to be able to run faster than you have strength. I mean, you can run and not be weary, but you cannot run and not be weary forever. At some point, you're going to be weary. At some point, you're going to get tired. At some point, you're going to get hungry. And if you run long enough, you're going to get old. Um, But with age comes that experience, growth opportunities, and the ability to further develop your talents, which is the whole point of this existence. So no, being old, tired, and hungry are not necessarily illnesses. They're normal body responses, and they're just opportunities. So don't think that you're over the hill and that you can't contribute anymore. Don't think that you're hungry and that shows that you didn't eat healthy foods beforehand. Even if you ate a salad before, you're still going to get hungry. Even if you had nuts and seeds and eggs and Denver omelet, where you put on your own salsa and diced up your own tomatoes, you're still going to get hungry. And that's totally normal. So as a reminder, FHE activity is to use the hunger scale. Determine where you are on that scale. And you don't have to use this all the time. This would just be something that you would use to help you to understand, am I hungry or am I just eating because this is here? So have your kids choose whether or not they're hungry. And then if they are hungry, let them eat. If they're not hungry, let them save it for later. And let them know that sometimes that great and spacious uh, donut box can be influencing whether or not you think you are hungry or not. So you could bring that scale to them before they even see the food or know what's going on. And then you might be able to bring the food out and ask them then where they are on the scale. See if that number changes at all and help them know that well, if you're hungry, you're hungry. If you're hungry because you see food, maybe you're not hungry. Maybe you just want it because you've seen it. So like I said, if you have any questions, please reach out to me, both Instagram and Facebook, The Mormon Nutritionist. Let me know what topics you would like for me to cover in the future. Make sure you add in the the hashtag HungryMormon and uh, look forward to seeing what you got there. If you haven't yet, 
Go ahead and uh, put down a review or rating for how you feel about this podcast. Be sure to subscribe so that you get alerted whenever there are new episodes coming out because with General Conference, there might be some breaking news. Thanks so much for the support, guys, and uh, we'll be in touch. So this has been The Mormon Nutritionist. Yes, you're going to get old. Yes, you're going to be hungry. And yes, you're going to be tired. And you'll hear me next time on The Mormon Nutritionist. Uh, so much beauty in this life Don't close your eyes Or get caught up on the greed and pride Just enjoy the ride Take a deep breath, breathe He gave you everything that you ever gonna need I said plant a seed and he'll make it grow Yeah, you already know You gonna reap what you sow Just follow the flow You gotta praise your God Nothing is impossible, it's never too hard And if you feeling down, he'll give you away Never leave you astray, no, you never walk alone He's waiting up above on you to come home Prepared you a place that's near his throne Don't let your heart be callous, fill it with love Don't focus on the world, you keep your eyes up above Have childlike faith, give kisses and hugs Have childlike faith and focus on the love, yeah uh, Just listen